0: you can leave it right there for the 89.9 kmoj fm and kmoj hd1 Minneapolis, Saint ball bringing unity to the community 89.9 kmoj the people's station
1: the views expressed on this upcoming show are not necessarily those of kmoj's board of directors advisory committee staff volunteers or management Welcome to Four Opinions. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff management or board of directors of KMOJ.
0: Are you ready to have some real convo? Get down to it and talk about real topics? I mean, opinions are like tune into our live podcast talk show, The Four Opinions, with your host, on-air personality, creator and CEO, Tiffany Love, featuring the legendary Walter Q. Bear Banks, with Empowerment Life Coach, L.R. Wilson, Mr. Thomas Berry, every Saturday at 8 a.m. on 89.9 KMOJ.
2: Phone number act like Thomas and Q Okay, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> My mind don't go that fast to put the words together to like
1: telling me That is a friend. Go ahead and say Go ahead, go Listen to your friends.
2: Good morning, good morning, everybody. Guess what we got in the building? The sunshine. Aren't you guys happy? Yes. All right. Well, you ready, Q? We got, it's already on.
0: I stay ready. I stay <laughs> we ready. We got
2: Dr. Rashida's in the building. Ra or ra? I love her, so I could just say whatever, Raquel, the
3: little
2: doctor, the, right? She's in the building. Thank you for coming out. I mean, <laughs> we like we got, we got to start compensating her. She said she was getting I'm up here. to come help us. I'm up. i We should have brought you some coffee, but I don't think you drink coffee. <coughs> I, her a Red Bull. Uh, I think she drinks tea. <laughs> oh, I got it. I think she drinks tea, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, tea.
0: Thank you. Uh, good
2: morning, Thomas Berry. <laughs> good morning, Latoya, and good morning, Walter awesome. Q. Banks.
0: Good morning. Good morning.
2: I want you guys to take down this number: 612-377. Three, four, five, six. Um, what's, what's, you, have no, <laughs> you have no conversation by yourself, to bro. To my folks, to my folks. Oh, okay. You oh, said okay. good morning. Good morning to everybody on Facebook and everybody that's following us now on oh. YouTube. Oh, okay. 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 The number four opinions on YouTube. You can subscribe. Like my kids said, click the click the button down there to pause. <laughs> Make sure you stick prize, okay? Subscribe, but um, yeah, we we taking this thing to a whole different level in 2024. Of course, you know we started out. We got to say, I ran another day. Yes. I gotta think about one. Whoever got one at the top of the head, Dr. Rashida. Do you ever rant
4: about anything? Nope. Yes, but I ain't got one this
2: morning. Oh, okay, yeah. You we 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 one. usually Thomas. Well, was, I got one. Thomas always had one.
4: Oh yeah, okay. that's true. So,
2: we gonna wait on him. Rant,
4: Mr. Uh, rant Radio. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> baby,
2: look, we be talking. Hey, Rashida, we be talking about everything else in the world, right? We be like, hey, "Who left them dishes in the sink?" He be like, "Y'all need to be looking about them bodies." That was I was like, "Dang, I ain't even hear about it." He, I say, my brother. <laughs> oh, on that's
4: hand. yeah, that's he's, mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Walter Q. Bell Banks, what's your rant? I ain't got no rant. All I want to say is. Uh. Good morning. <laughs> oh, I thought we wasn't gonna make it to see you. You had gigs all week. Hey, it's been a, it's been a blessing though. It's been a blessing. And yeah. uh, you hey, re- you turn
1: it up a little bit louder in the headphones. On
0: your headphones. Yeah. yeah. All right. If I turn now, everybody's headphones. Right. Mine yeah. loud, real it, loud. It, we turn, turn your here. We'll turn yours down so the people in here. Oh yeah, care. you
2: can turn down on the yeah. thing. Okay, go ahead, Q. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, I was just I was just saying that uh, um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day mm. and. Um, was the recipient of the award for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day itself in uh, community service with the uh, Minneapolis Park and Recreational Board. Yeah. And uh, it was a well-attended event, and I had a great time just seeing a lot of people that I haven't seen in quite some time. And it was like, it was, it was a tearjerker just, I- just to see people recognize you for just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of them, whenever my name show up on a piece of paper, I'm like amazed. Yeah. Mm. Just for the fact.
2: Uh, yeah, I heard that the MLK breakfast was really good. I have this is that. I should not tell, but I've never been to one of the MLK.
3: Neither have I. Hmm. Y'all should go,
4: y'all should really go really at nice. least once. Yeah. yeah, It's it's a nice event. Yeah. yeah,
2: i heard that all the time. I've never been, but maybe I can do it in 2025. Well,
3: congratulations, Q. Thank it you, is a very nice-looking award as well. I yeah. hope it don't come up missing.
0: Nah, nah.
2: <laughs> 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 Add it to your collection that's already over there. Right. Come on, Q. Bell. Thank you
0: very much. Yeah, thank you very
2: much. Okay, who want to go next?
3: Okay, I'll go. So my rant today is? why when you done with somebody and they see you glow up and now they want to come back?
0: They see you gl- glow up? Yes, glow.
3: Oh. Glow, yes. Like the star that I, your, I, can, I, can, I, can exp-
0: I can. I can explain she, it. it. It's okay, not right. Go she ahead. Want, she,
3: she, no, I need you to explain that. Okay. No,
0: the, the, the glow <laughs> is, is that you glad that you was away from where you was at and now he, he's thinking whatever the other things are. And now he wants to do some of the things that he should have did that he didn't do that oh. you also thought he should have done.
3: Mm hmm. Okay. So it was a no. Yeah. Just to let you know. I <laughs> <laughs> after help glow up. It was a no. I okay. said, but thank you. Oh. Right. Yeah. That, was that close? Oh, yeah. You hit that on the head.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you got one, Thomas, for this week?
1: Yeah, I do got a rant for this week.
2: Oh. <sighs>
1: Okay. Yeah, I do got one for this week. Well, I got
2: to
3: put on your
1: voice like this. Well, <laughs> first off, I want to say what's up to all the Aquariuses out there because this is our time. Do what we do, and as the <laughs> non-emotional uh, part of the zodiac, let's spit straight facts. My rant of the week is just simply this: when we see people online asking for help, oh, yeah. maybe we should focus on giving people help. Mm. Maybe it's not so much about the things that you're trying to sell versus the things that you should be using your two eyes to see. Part of the problem that we collectively have is that when we see people down and out, we use it for fodder to gossip. Yep. That's why people don't reach out for help. Maybe if we stop running our mouths so much and acting as cold as this Antarctic blast that we're getting, act a little bit warm, you know, like our southern brothers and sisters is always smiling and happy and greeting each other, you know, we would be fine. Can I get more like a Louisiana greeting than a Chicago hick no? I would go for that any time of the day. I think we need to look at each other and ask ourselves, why is it when folks ask for help, we minuscule them and we criticize them? And then we always give the praise to the fakers and pump fakers mm. of the world who ain't really got nothing, but mm. we're always celebrating I just asked that question again, and my last point of my rant is, once again, for all the claps that you give out, name one business that's African-American in the Twin Cities that can hire more than 20 people that's not employed through the state with their dollars, a foundation, or what have you. I'll wait. That's my rant.
3: Ooh. Okay, mic drop.
1: Right. And that,
2: I guess that's a, a segue to uh, our topic today. I really don't have a rant. I just, y'all know when I wake up every day, I'm just like, what? Life is crazy, but I guess it'll get better. So um, to piggyback off my brother, which this is something that's very serious to me. And I'm going to try to share as much as I can um, with the privacy of just the world of of people. um, mm, Let me see how I can go into this. As a culture, we have to, and I don't want to put it on a culture because that's the note that I put because it's not like a black or white thing. We always try to separate it in entirety just as much as we see more so per my experience is that we have to stop putting a uh like a a lid or hiding mental health Mm. um issues issues. yeah you know what i mean and i know we've talked about mental health awareness that's why i brought in dr rashida to come in because i was like when i was talking to her because usually when she gets on the phone i know she probably like tiffany got a lot to say but I love talking to her because she helped me navigate. She gave me like a compass to go through my journey in life. And so what I was telling that we can get on here and talk about our experiences. I called you because I know you have someone in your family that's close to you that deals with mm. um, uh, autism. I have someone that's close to me that deals with schizophrenia, which is my son. And we was like, we can get on here and talk about our stuff. But I just wanted to make sure that we have like the the, the, the appropriate definition, how to define it and you know be able to get the real stuff out to the community again you could call us at 612-377-3456 my thing was we as a community like what we have experienced this week this month is that it's not a it's not a laughing manner at this point um and it's people, it's so many different people that don't have the, the idea of what people go through that's with dealing with mental health. Right. And then, like, it's different. Like, for some person, like you said, some people will laugh. Some people will make fun of it. Some people will do this. And then you got some people who also experience it and right. can identify right away, like, this is what it is. And then you got some people that just, like, don't acknowledge. That if somebody's acting a certain type of way that's not in the norm, and I mean, like, some things are normal to some people and some are not. And I just think about with my child, like, I think about growing up in their family, like, they was not normal. But at that time, at being 17, 18, like, it was normal to us. No, it wasn't normal that a 15-year-old was not going to school, sitting at home, cracking jokes all day, not having a conversation. That was a normal thing in the culture. But then it's like, now that you know, like, that's not normal. So... I wanted to bring that to the table. I want to definitely talk about some of my experiences dealing with it. Good We as a culture, as family, as white, black, Chinese, mom, whatever, Somali, like we got to stop putting this stuff underneath and not being able to talk about it. I want y'all to know today that it's okay to talk about it and let people know so you can get the person to help because then if there is an episode or something happens that we're not like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it because it's been there all the time. And um, I, like I was telling Rashida when my son, when he was young, the school used to say he was like, being at, you know in preschool or whatever, he was having like these different behaviors. Like he didn't listen, wouldn't sit down. You know, and I went with the culture thing. I ain't going to lie. Like, oh, they're not going to get my baby no Ritalin. They're not going to get him no IEP or whatever. But then to like, now that he's an adult, turns then like he is diagnosed with a, a mental health disorder. But it was at that point of like not, and you didn't want nobody to know. Right. like guess so like stigma. sit down, you yep. know, sit down, sit down, don't do this. But it was like, but now I want to talk about it because, like I said, I did not approve of what we just experienced this this month about just a whole bunch of mental health stuff. And people like Thomas said, just not um, being aware and knowing what was going on. So the main thing we was going to talk about, like um, I wanted to dig deep into why Rashida that Culturally, and like I don't want to put it on the culture because I know it's some white people that don't say nothing. Then yeah. Jeffrey do stuff, and it's like they've been seeing Jeffrey do stuff. They just don't talk about. It. It's the same thing. It's like the overall nobody's talking about it. Right. You get what I'm saying.
4: Well, um, that's a loaded question, but what I will say is, although the stigma of mental health spans across all racial, ethnic groups, etc there is a unique component for black african-americans right um and it has to do with the legacy of racism and the the respectability politics if you will of how we're supposed to show up Mm -hmm. and the the insistence that we can only show up one way in order to be received by society Mm -hmm. and our internalized uh, internalization of that that says now we're imposing that on our friends and family and things like that, mm. so um, so there's that piece. There's some spiritual pieces in there um, as well that I think is important. But overall, there is just a deep seated shame um, that we have in the United States, really globally, around understanding mental health. Um, but really, what we're talking about with the incidents that have occurred um, and when we see things that are quote unquote off about folks is mental illness. And we have to make the distinction between mental health, which is living well
2: Mm -hmm. with the mental
4: and the difference between mental illness Mm. or mental health disorder Mm, that causes impairment in life.
2: Right. And I know we was talking about that on the phone. It's like, that was a good, uh, that was a thing about it. Like, to just know the il- the illness, and I, I just didn't think like I I grew up like all the people that I know as adults that's going through it right now. I'm like man, like. W- like you said, we have to show up a certain way, and it was like I even I had to put myself out there because I said I would rather just talk about my personal experience. Like when I look at my son, however it was when he was going through like, and let me put that out right now because he got the help medication, right? Uh, he's been stable, working at his job, you know, in a relationship, you know, just living regularly. In life, but uh, but before we got to that, it was like I couldn't. I think it's me because we show up in the world, like you said, as we show up as the parents, and people know, you know, they get your credibility credibility about how you are as a parent, and then you got your son over here, um, you know, doing something it's like that. You don't want nobody to know, but
0: we, we gotta, gotta call, call her. Yep.
1: All right, call her. Good morning. Thank you for calling the Four Opinions. Um You got an opinion on a topic.
0: mm-mm
3: Hello. Hello. Claire, you see you there?
1: Alright, so the call so the call is not. <laughs>
2: and it, it was like, and then it was like my son, cause like and we, we was gonna talk about the symptoms and stuff. We'll get to all of that stuff that we know about the autism and schizophrenia. But it was like for me, he was like this this football jock, you know, all these you know, schools recruiting him and you know, we going to, you know, all getting invited to all these events. Yep. And...
0: Are they on there?
2: Okay, go ahead, call her.
0: All right, let's keep going. She, she on something different. That's oh, okay, good, no, not good. today. Yeah, not
2: today. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and so it was like for me to just see, because it, it started when he was like uh, 15, 16. For me, I thought it was just the big, like I said, you not knowing, having the correct information. Like I told Dr. Rashida, you thinking because of this, or so now the girl's coming. You yeah. know, I'm pretty sure he was a virgin after this, you know. And I'm like, his behavior changed. It just started to build up. Now, I understand, but I said when he was younger, they had said they was asking a couple of things, like, you know, act, hyperactive, all this stuff. And I was like, you know, you ain't going to do this to my son. But when he got older, so it was like the change behavior was like, boom. Like, everything started to change. And I was like looking at him. I'm like, no, he in the newspaper. You know, and I'm just like his parent. Like, trying yeah. to
3: make sense out of it. Like, right. it but can't then,
2: be. Right. But then, it, it, you're right. And then it started, and it's like, I didn't want to share that information with anybody. You know what I mean? Mm. And that was the thing. We were talking about schizophrenia. Usually, if we're going to talk about schizophrenia, what age doesn't usually have that, that hard change. The
4: average onset is, is late adolescence. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19 right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, is when you'll start seeing the symptoms. But then people dismiss and dismiss yep. and dismiss. And I did. And then they end up getting diagnosis later in life yeah, um, after lots of difficult incidents. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was
2: the thing for me. That was another thing that I noticed this week. Like, we do not get the help because it was the same thing with me. Because once it started, I thought it was the girls. I thought it was the the, the t- new attention. I thought him, you know, but it really wasn't. It was like something was actually different. And I think it took for the coach. It was oh, weird, but nice. I think it took for the coach to come to me and say, you know, something is different. Um, have you been noticing? And I'm like, yeah. But, you know, as a coach, it was like, okay, this is the teenage years that they're going through. And it wasn't. You know, everything started to change. And that was another and that was what we wanted to talk about. The things that was changing with him was like this person was like he started to be more of like not enthusiast enthusiastic about, you know, getting up. He was like always getting dressed, always wanting a haircut, had to have matching socks, everything. And like he stopped doing that. Um it was the conversations was changing as far as like it was like, what did you just say? Like that didn't make sense. Um uh, being disrespectful, very impulsive. Mm. And um, Delusional, you're not sleeping, it was like um,
4: like manic,
2: yeah, kind of like one day he'll be like, You know, but the the sports continued, but the the grades started to drop, um, he wasn't like- re- being relatable to the coaches and whatever plays that they was giving to him, so those were some of the things that I noticed when when it started to change, and it it goes back to what you said too, and before you can get the help, um, it would be. The consequences of not taking them to the hospital to get diagnosed.
0: Okay, we got to call them. Uh,
2: Turn
5: your
0: radio down. You have to turn your radio down. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, you're, You're live. Go ahead. 612-377-3456,
1: Six one two three seven seven three four five six. but... Well, I wanted to hop in there yep. because I did have my brother-in-law who lived with me for over 10 years who mm-hmm. suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And the events that triggered his was he was involved in a murder mm-hmm. at 18 inside of... Uh, over there by Roosevelt mm-hmm. High School here. And, you know, he... Uh, Started exhibiting the symptoms that, that his mental health was down spiraling when he moved to Mississippi. We had moved to Mississippi like a year or two after. Right. He was already there. Mm-hmm. And I remember him moving back. When we moved back to Minnesota, he moved back with us. And just one day, just watching him punch at the the, the refrigerator. Oh, wow. And he was talking to himself and just yelling. And then he said, I can't get these voices out of my head. Mm-hmm. So at that point there, his sister knew that something wasn't right. So we went on ahead and got him in crisis uh, down in Hennepin County. But after talking to his parents, they seen, before he moved with us, that he was having the same issues back there, cutting on himself. Uh, Always uh, up at night making weapons and things of that nature. You know, they lived in the country in Mississippi, but he would love sitting in the dark. and Just some of his comments. And some of those things. So I will say uh, on the cultural aspect, there's some aspects that we do have to talk about. Yeah. There's some ramifications for culture that we glamorize. The street culture. And that impact that it has on people, you don't just kill people or you don't just be a part of a killing. You just don't witness a killing without having some okay. mental impact. We don't talk about that enough in our community as much as we glamorize drug dealers and gangsters. Right. We don't understand that the drug dealers and gangsters not only do they take lives, but they also impact their own mental health as well as mental health of others. Mm. Um and so what I could tell you would stand with that young man was while he was living with us, as long as he was on his medication, he was fine. Right. However, when you start seeing those um, what they call episodes, the more episodes that he had and the less he took his medication, mm. the, the the more pieces of him start going away mm-hmm. and never coming back. Mm-hmm. Well-dressed, well-groomed young man right. that you couldn't tell he was a well-dressed well-groomed young man after neglecting his uh, medication and doing things like drinking when he wasn't supposed to be drinking or um, doing drugs when he wasn't supposed to be doing drugs and taking the medication. Um, And I'll be honest, I don't think that his parents took it serious as they should have either. Um, They moved back and at some time he moved back in with them and they were telling like, Hey, he need to get in the group home. You know, they got facilities so he can get help because you guys can't help him around the clock. I only bring that up because I know we kept saying about race and culture, but in my opinion, some of the impact as Dr. Rashida was talking about is this expectation of black folks when we show up yeah. in two public spaces, we can only show up one way. And your mental health to them is no excuse. Mm-hmm. I have worked with a mother yep. who had an yep. episode and she bit a cop, even though she was a manic bipolar with schizophrenia and all one diagnosis, you know, you know, these diagnoses, And it was a part of her medical chart. They still didn't care. Um, they still knew she was having an episode, but they wanted to charge her with the crime. So we have to do a lot better as a people um, when we talk about our mental health. And then we also have to do and choose healthier lifestyles, in my opinion, so that we can be able to ensure that we're not impacting other people's mental well-being. And I know Dr. Rashida said a couple of times, so let me get it right. Not our mental health alone, but when there is mental illness. We'll be able if we, you know, what they say, the old folks say, if we're not acting crazy, we'll be able to see the folks who may actually have mental illness. Because sometimes some of the behavior that we cheer on, if you ask mental health professionals like Dr. Rashida, she would say that at your big old age, you probably shouldn't be acting like an adolescent. Let's see. Let's see and figure out what's going on with you mentally
3: i know that um so my niece she is
1: bipolar. hey man we can have another do we gotta call it this time
3: <laughs> no no no
1: go no no we're gonna let you finish go ahead, go but ahead. like <laughs> she's
3: a uh, bipolar schizophrenic and the one thing so when you talk about the family and stuff my sister works with she used to work with um clients who had mental illnesses she worked in the group homes she did all those things but when it came to her daughter she couldn't function. I had to advocate all the way from Minnesota in Texas for my niece because yeah. she couldn't like she couldn't put it together like it can't be my child. Right. It can't be my child.
2: All right, let's take this call. I wanna go on. If it's a call, it might yeah. not, it might be oh, yeah. go ahead, call her
5: good morning. Um I um have been listening to you all and it's like wow, I just got off the phone with my sister who we were discussing about my uh nephew who has um he's a bipolar you know, schizophrenia. um, I mean, all these names, but guess what? They told me the same thing. And, you know, my mom, she kept her history of her mental health away from us. Mm. We just found out, and we buried my mom last year, June 3rd. Do you know, we found out that that's what was really wrong with her. And it wasn't so much the alcohol. She wasn't taking meds. Mm. She, She inflicted her her, her, her mental health. We just found this out now. Me and my sister, we were discussing this, and now I know why I was doing the things that I was doing. I used to cut on myself. Mm. I used to try to take my mom pills and kill myself. But mind you, there was abuse. You know, there was abuse going on in the home—sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental, verbal, all of that and above—and you know, she inflicted that upon us growing up. Well, I ended up going to prison. I killed someone. Yes, and and, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. I, I I I thank God because somebody tell you that's not who I really. Amen. I kept everything that had went on with me when I was growing up, I kept that stuff on the inside and I didn't share with no one because you know we tell our kids, but go on in this home, yep. it's staying Stay in this the house. house right? right. You know what? Kids need to vent. Kids need people to talk to. They need I mean, they need their space in their area too, but it also starts in the home. It starts with our family. If we don't tell our kids what type of mental health and diseases and stuff that run through our family, right, Mm -hmm. how do they know? How will they know? They won't know. Well, my mom, she had me put in an institution. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Going back to that, she had some people, and can I say white people? Is that okay Go ahead yes. Okay There's Okay like, Let's I, go ahead She so the a... white people Giving me She okayed them now To give me these meds I was on 10 pills Let me tell you And I started When I got out of there I started committing crime mm. Oh I was blowing up At people's stores Filling up the cart Filling up a garbage bag And walking Straight out the door And, <laughs> and you got to Touch me right, Okay right. Well, I got off the mess. I wing myself off of them. I don't take none of that crap no more. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you all that they don't tell us. Those pills eventually cause us to get diseases as we grow older. We only read. That paper that they give you from Hennepin County about the prescription and this and that. But you know what? You got to go now in your phone, Google, 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 and read all the fine lines. You talk about the side good. effects, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I am sick right now, and they're safe. They say there's no cure, but it came from me taking all the meds. Yes, indeed. I mean, I can't work anymore. I was working. At Kip, over north, and do you know, I was in special education. Mind you, I love those kids because, see, I can relate to them. Right. You want to say what I'm saying to you, you know? And they loved on me. The teacher, she didn't even understand why they always want to want Miss Jordan because Miss Jordan know how to deal with these type of children. I was one of them, right. and I still am. I got a 17 year old in my house. Okay, right. uh, she got 11 months thank you. to go, thank and you. she got issues too. You know. Uh, thank you, so Miss Jordan. Ms.
2: <laughs> thank you, Miss Jordan. We gotta have enough time for everybody to call in. What I do like what she talked about. Um, What's the thing about? we talked about like our parents relationships and stuff to understand now that we have been through all of this stuff and know more about mental health illness that we can't say some of our parents did struggle with mental health. Um, I know some, well, some people won't say it, but uh, your parents like, well, you know, depression and all that stuff that we could identify it now. But that was the thing that I wanted to say culturally. I don't want to promote not taking meds. And that's the only thing I want to promote us just, just even being able to talk about it. Even to just realize what the symptoms is, or saying that if something is off mentally, like you said, the illness or the health, to be able to talk about it, like as we need to embrace with grace to say, you know what's the most irritating thing about what I what I realized this month or week was like how people would be like you're acting weird and not saying nothing about it. And then when it comes to a different situation, when it comes to the manic mode, or when it comes to the aggression, or it comes to the going to jail or whatever, that now is like, oh my god! Like, no, you've been to that. When let me tell you, when I call time. Rashida, if I know it's something weird what's going on with me, but I have the I have the knowledge to do something, right? I have the knowledge to know like something is off. This is weird. It's not feeling right. It's not. Li- Help me kind of process this or whatever. Am I crazy? Like, do I say that? Like, am I crazy? Which should we say to stop saying that too. That but I'm totally like, true. like yeah, you crazy. But <laughs> sometimes, no, but you know, she would break it down and be like, um, we're not gonna say crazy. However, um, and that's another thing to kind of take that word out because once you start saying crazy, you label it, and then nobody won't hear it.
4: Right, and I think that's. I don't think it is one of the reasons why people try to hide Mm -hmm. um, why people are not seeking help. Um, And it comes out, quote, unquote, unexpectedly, although we see the signs all the time and we ignore it. And they try to hide it and compensate in different ways because they see how we collectively talk about things and how we respond to other people. And so they've already made up in their mind that you all are not safe for me to actually right. show what's really yep. going on with me because right. then I'm going to be really and I'm going to be, you know, sent to the corner and demolished and, you know, and all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So the way that we're talking about things is is really important to to. Use language that is not shaming, but but is matter of fact about some things. You can be matter of fact. You can be accurate and kind in the way that you describe things at the same time that still appreciates a person's humanity that honors a person's humanity and dignity and says, and these are the areas that you need to work on Mm -hmm. that you need support in. Mm -hmm. Um, Ms. Jordan, yes, that was that was it? A, mm-hmm. Ms. Jordan said a lot that I think is important. One is that we didn't know until we found these records. Of course, you knew you lived it. Right. You lived the consequences of her mother's um, untreated, unmanaged mental health conditions. Right. You lived it every day. And those were, you know, her responses to that led to the consequences that she had in her life. Right. You just didn't have the language. You didn't didn't have the label Mm -hmm. that helped you explain. But you knew something was going on. Everyone pretty much knows, I'm going to speak globally there, that abuse is not appropriate in a home. Right. Right. But... You know, to Thomas's point, we glamorize certain things that grew out of survival of racism and things like that, that we now say is normal and has become, quote unquote, a part of our culture, which is which was actually a maladaptive way of coping in the first place Mm -hmm. to trauma, the trauma of racism, the trauma of intergenerational poverty and all of those things. So we have to recognize that as a reason not to excuse but as an an understanding of where it's coming from and then find interventions i'm a mental health professional i believe in therapy it doesn't have to be that but there needs to be intervention yes right. Right. Uh, hopefully knowledgeable intervention because right. sometimes you think you're helping and you're actually causing more harm mm-hmm. because it's because what you're saying and and what you're you know, demanding people do is done with harshness and it's done with a whole bunch of stigma and lack of awareness of, of like why those things are happening right. and what can help. So of course I'm going to promote mental health, mm. you know, uh, but it can be in a group. It can be, you know, at whatever faith tradition you use, if you have the right, you know, knowledge and support there as well. You is got
1: to call on the line. Okay, go ahead.
4: Ahead, hi talk.
6: everybody. This is hi. This is Minister Toya. Um I um I I wanted to call because I experienced that uh, 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 firsthand. I was in a narcissistic, abusive, mentally abusive relationship, and coming out of that relationship, um, I I I experienced a nervous breakdown. Now mm. I do a lot of a lot of community work. I stand up for all my people. Um, I fight hard for justice, right? And my people, who, I, who I've been working with, fighting with, who know me as a person, saw me unravel, outside, come all the way outside my body. Um, saw me having this, something. they knew something was different. But instead of embracing or, or, or trying to help, they talked about me.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And, 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 and they shamed me and they made me feel as if it was my fault, and I backed away, and, and and I ended up being who I am. I have certain connections, so I was able to go to a place in Florida and get some help, because I, it wasn't like I can just walk into a treatment center here and, and see the people that I'm helping in, in the scene. So I was able to uh, um, have some people help me get to a, a place in Florida, but it had got so bad to the point that I had to record everything this man was saying to me because he was making me feel like I was crazy. I thought I was losing my mind, and what yeah. my community did, the people who I worked with, um, did was watch me right break down.
2: Right, thank you, uh, Minister. Thank you, yeah. Minister Toya. Um, we was that's that's the main reason why we wanted to have this conversation today. Uh, watch our culture, watching us unravel, and I, I, yep. I, of course, we would love to hear more of your story, but we only have an hour to um, kind of get through this whole thing that we wanted to hit but thank you for sharing your story minister toy but that's the thing that's what we want to be like your culture is like you're crazy they don't want to talk about it. they watch you i've seen my friends unfold you know y'all can see the levels of it like it starts here it starts and it gets worse and worse and worse until so they just get like she said had that meltdown what i wanted to um what i also wanted to talk about was uh how in our community you know i did my own thing that's why i brought rashida in because i was already on my own stuff the top things that we kind of deal with as a culture um i know they're not the top things but the most that's the most diagnosed or whatever so i had autism which i wanted you to talk about with the autism and what you went autism through autism
3: is not a mental health
2: okay yeah well we're going to talk about autism which is what they that, like she said an illness a right? development yeah, right. disorder right but it's so crazy but because they put the, the the, right it's DNA. put it, they'll put it in there like the if disorder, a child yep. Cause I was in the store the other day and it was, it was, he was like six, four or whatever. He was like, had his headphones on and he kept reaching in my cart. And I've seen the grandmother was like, you know, no, no, he has autism. Yeah. You know, so I wouldn't, I'm not like, I already know because I can identify any, you know, what's going on. But so we said autism, schizophrenia, uh, depression and ADHD. Yeah. Those were like the main ones. Is
4: one. actually overdiagnosed in black and brown people. Yeah, okay. Um oh,
2: thank you for sharing that.
4: It is. It's it's historically overdiagnosed um because of spiritual practices because we the way we communicate um the way that we emote and all of those things, express emotions, mm. all of those things. Um so while there are legitimate people that meet the criteria and need support, um, and all of that, we have to be careful um, with self-diagnosis mm-hmm. uh, without fully understanding what's really thing, what's, yep. what's really going on. Because a lot of people are using terminology that's incorrect. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that's so funny. Um, that's funny because I call her. She, i would be like, "But my use. baby, I
4: got ADHD."
2: she be like, well, "Honey, I mean,
4: <laughs> some some symptoms of it, but right. maybe not the full well, thing."
2: Doctor, yep. like, oh, to yeah. all for it's everybody, it's for everybody. everybody. And as they say, it was for schizophrenia everybody. too. They like a lot. Okay. They like, do you know how we have to show up to work? Like you got to show up this person. Right. You got to show. Then you show go to your then you go ways. home, you
3: show up this way. Yep. Then when I'm with my friends, mm-hmm. you show up this way. That's like five you people know, in I one day. You know, I did a simulation. I did a simulation for schizophrenia. Mm. And we had on the headphones mm. and all the things and all the things that was going through this person's mind. I had to snatch that headphone off. Because it was too much, like something happening here, something happening here, something, and then like his mind was—it was a guy on the simulator. Mm -hmm. Have you well? Well, and that's only
4: audio and visual. No. There's tactile, yes, and all. and but they had and the thing where kind of like stuff.
3: water came on our face. Oh, everything. okay. They had yeah, a yeah, full yeah. simulation. Great. Yeah, because they was like it's raining outside. Somebody was dro- dropping off a pizza. He was like, "Don't open the door. Don't open the door. They are trying to get you." And like mm-hmm. all that was going, I was right. like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, I got to take this off." Because I was like, "Could you imagine walking around like that all day?"
4: And that helps with empathy. Right. Oh my god, yes. people that are that are living that every day. Yes, and then you ridicule them when they have the manic
2: or uh, outbursts yeah. right and that's why i was saying as a culture to have mm-hmm. more grace so i talked to more of like uh schizophrenia i know that a lot of people are freely walking around i just go from my experience that's why i wanted to have you on here cuz i like i said i didn't want to say what was me autism mm-hmm. i see a lot of our young girls um i probably well just in my opinion not putting in the work to we were different it's just a different culture. Maybe I should just keep yeah. it like that. And for them to just like the delay the, the of the development for their children instead of saying I'm not reading to them all day, which would go like to sound like the well, culture thing. The wait, wait, but look, this would be like the culture thing. Like you're not just reading with your child like you said, and I just did it. Um, Not taking their time with their child. Yeah. And then would immediately be like, oh, he or she got autism.
4: No. You know, yeah. but I see, but right. they're afraid.
2: And you looking at them like, baby, you've been on TikTok all day. He could, He could read. Take yep. that book and just be like, ah, oh, red balloon. You know what right. I
3: mean? So, and I'm um my granddiva. She is she was diagnosed with autism, but she's on the um, Asperger's side. Um, she and my daughter used to be embarrassed to take her out every time something happened. She'd be like, oh, like she got to explain. She got autism. I say you don't have to explain nothing to nobody. Right. And I used to be upset because I was like, you don't need to tell them nothing about her. Let her do her. Let her be her. And she, she acts just like me. First of all, so let's start with that problem. <laughs> right, but, right. but she's also like she's so smart, and she doesn't, she does, she doesn't have the social component. Like she don't really like people like that, and like sounds and things like that. But she is so smart. It's like, how you know this type of thing? Like I'm, I'm at this big age. I don't even know that. Right. You right. know what the things. But being. I, w- I would get mad at my daughter because she would be embarrassed mm-hmm. until finally she had to embrace deal it. With yeah. Deal. Embrace it. Yes. Well, and Advocate. Of,
4: think we are already a culture where we um, what other people are doing are a reflection on us. We're a collective. I am because we are. You are because I am mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, so we already have that um, the responsibility because of racism Mm -hmm. and all of that and just our culture that who you're in relationship with if they are doing something it's a reflection of on you right right? we say that all the time and then globally mothers especially are blamed for every ill that any (laughs) human being ever experiences right Um, while simultaneously being required to do a whole bunch of stuff like unrealistic without the support of of a real child rearing community. Mm -hmm. So, of course, a parent is going to feel some level of shame and guilt um, and want to manage that Mm -hmm. because what my child does is a reflection of me. Right. And I'm going to automatically get blamed for what they are or are not doing. Right. So grace and empathy for that is also important and support you don't you, no one should be parenting alone right mhm no one should be parenting alone
1: right well, I do want to go back to Miss Jordan and well, let me let me just stop that, because we have these conversations about mental health all the time. And black men are always absent from the conversation, even though they're the crust of the topic of the conversation. And that's part of the problem in our community. The autism thing, I always say that the rise of vaccinations, you could look towards that as far as autism. And what Ms. Jordan that's was inaccurate. Well, it's it's some studies that are out there that points to it. Whether it's inaccurate or not, there is some there is some proof. And so you have to go. Science is never uh, it's o facto. But we can see that there is a rise compared to at one point. But as far as uh, the situation with men, because I really wanted to I thought we were going to talk about that today. But we kind of went off and talked about everything else. I feel like a lot of the pressures that I've seen online were uh, some of the stuff that I saw in the past, maybe. Two months when when it started getting you know kind of cold out, less sunlight. A lot of the stresses that I seen from some brothers who were having their meltdowns online, I started noticing that they started talking to each other. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> well, I I, I, I'm not. I'm funny, not. I'm I, not. I, I'm I not I'm saying that to be. I'm not saying that to be funny. Right. Like I'm. I'm, I'm serious. Like really talking to each other. Yeah. And you know that the yeah. everybody's having the episode at the same time, right. and they're communicating with each other while going under the episode. And yesterday, what was so heartbreaking was watching those folks who had, and it was plenty of them, who've had recently had the episodes, or you know, have some sort of mental illness, communicating with each other on that live that went for about three hours. And I just want to say that brother did ask for help. Two weeks ago, he said, I would like a therapist. He said, I would like a Christian therapist, but he did ask for help. And I feel like in our community, when people do ask for help, we should be able to trust that they need help. And that's one of the things for me. And I'm saying this as men. I'm not saying that other we shouldn't talk about other groups, but I I just go back to that joke by Paul Mooney. When he said, yo, if a white man has um, if a white man has split personalities, They're going to always give him treatment for his split personalities. But if a black man has split personalities and commit a crime, they're going to put all of his personalities on trial. Dang. And that's kind of how it is in this society. Uh, and, I, and I'm not saying that I don't care about the mental health and well-being of women because me and Dr. Rashida had this long debate about if I was when I was younger, if I knew what um, manic bipolars look like in young women. I think for brothers, we would have dealt with a lot of women differently than we did um, if we understood that, if that was taught to us inside a health class. Right. Those are things that we don't have that knowledge because, you know, we we label people all kinds of labels. And we see a young lady that may be with seven men at one time. But did you know she may just be experiencing an episode and she's not a three oh four. She just need her medication. And we're not taught to look at those young ladies from that point of view. We just look we're looking at them like they're super promiscuous. Right. Um, Same thing with brothers who are having these breakdowns these men are are saying that they're heartbroken when you look at a lot of these conversations they just get went through some serious breakups or they just lost their job same thing with women you heard what minister Toya just said i was in a relationship in a narcissistic relationship but she also said it was a breakup right so now you're dealing with abuse and you're dealing with a break at the same time of that abuse right where do we go moving forward with our people to show that help because we got we got Dr. Rashida and we got a lot of good <laughs> and we got a lot of good black therapists here.
2: How- and and that's another thing. It? I'm sorry, Thomas. I want to be because really if he was landing land. And that's another thing just for me, in my opinion, it's my fourth opinion. Like we, I I just want to get from any help. I don't know. It's always like we got to have a black therapist. I, I'm telling you, my first therapist, my first therapist was a 31 year old from Mankato. And baby, when she got that first layer off off of me to be able to talk about it, she was professional. She knew because I came in there the same way because of listening to the community to say, oh, you need a black therapist or whatever. When I went in, there, I had an attitude like what could this 31 year old girl from Mankato that's born and raised in Mankato could tell me. But when I went and did the work with her, it took off that first layer. You know what I mean? Or just the child stuff. That's when I identify my behaviors with the child stuff or whatever. So I just want i just want to promote any anybody that could help, professional, that and, that we could talk to. And then be okay to just talk. Let's just start with the talking about it.
1: We got to call them.
2: You know, Thomas want to go. get on. Hello? Good morning.
1: No, I ain't want to respond to that. You've been saying it about white folks. But that's a Chicago thing. No, Come on, let's not. go ahead. <laughs> Y'all love like white people. No, it Come helped on. me.
2: You should.
7: Tom, worry about it. Go ahead, baby. This is this is Auntie Jackie. Tell Thomas stop stop dogging out Chicago people because I was born and raised there. But in no, that, any that's event,
2: your baby, Miss Jackie.
7: Right. You claim <laughs> that. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I think there's only one thing wrong with today's discussion. It's at eight o'clock Saturday morning. We need this to be played over a few times because I believe that. As a community, we, uh, one of the biggest reasons we do not address mental health or mental illness is because of the stigmas that we have attached to those conditions and the lack of the knowledge of the signs and being more we are, we are more reactive than proactive. Mm-hmm. And if we get more knowledge about these things, we see these things, and get more knowledge about the presence of help and the ability to get somebody help and the ability to discuss that issue with these persons that need help to make them recognize you need help and the more we communicate this to our community the more we can keep drilling it through to make sure that we get into a more healthier community mental um status and I think that you've got you to gotta talk about this more and more and more. I know you guys can't tie up your opinion show every 30 morning with the same topic, but if we could get that information and community information out there, because a lot of parents need to be able to do early detection. Yeah. And they need to know how to deal with unhealthy relationships, which also creates some of these conditions in children. But we need this information to be out there so people are more aware at an earlier point and stage in the condition and in their home life.
2: And, that, and thank you. That's, and that leads up to what I want to say. So that's what Latoya, you was talking about the autism. Care. Rashida, you can uh, correct us if we are um, not right. Um, per, yeah, we want to talk about some autism can you talk about some of the things that what you noticed so if somebody's out there that don't know about autism but knowing something is like wrong going on is what was some of the I
3: can only talk about you know for my for my grand diva, what was her thing uh I noticed when she was like at her second birthday party we had cupcakes and a cake with all the different uh candies on top you know the little candy rings mm. she went on got everybody's cupcake and moved all the rings and put all the colors together. Okay. So I said, "So like a OCD." Yes, yeah, okay. she did that. She would go into the pantry and line up all the cans, mm. all the things, all very, the time. At a very young at, age, okay. she was two, okay. two years old. She would crawl into the pantry, pull herself up, stand there, and organize the whole pantry okay. and do all the different things. Um, she didn't. She wasn't verbal for a long. Well. We could understand what she was saying, but the general public could not, you know, understand what she was saying. She was nonverbal for, well, not nonverbal. We just couldn't, they couldn't understand what she was saying for a very long time. It wasn't until she was like three, almost four years old before she started, like, actually getting words and she got a speech therapist. I can tell you right now, Minnesota was the best thing that ever happened to her when it came to uh, teachers, educators, therapists, all the things to get her to a place where she is now. Now they live in Mississippi, and baby, right. it's night and day, and it's ridiculous. Right. It is ridiculous. But those are the smaller things that started, like, I would watch and see her do it. Her mom worked all the time, so she wasn't even there to notice all the things. Mm-hmm. So when I would get mad because I'm like, I see her doing all these things. Like, I don't explain nothing to nobody about her.
2: Right.
3: So those are the smaller things. So, what are, so, so what are in them?
4: general, so autism used to be like... um, a couple different disorders and they would they would um, break them up mm-hmm. if you had this 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 part you were labeled autistic this part is Asperger's Asperger's being more like high functioning if yeah. you will but now it's a spectrum disorder because it's really too hard to say well this one goes over here and this one goes over there Right. but ultimately what it is is what they call it is generally neurodivergent Meaning neurologically, the way that you process information, your sensory perception um, of things, uh, communication skills and all of that is 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 not in the normal range of things. Mm -hmm. So they may be extra sensitive to certain colors, smells, uh, sounds, touch, Mm -hmm. clothing, you know, and things like that, the way that they process information sometimes is much more specific and literal there there may may be not able and again it depends because it's a spectrum so people can have higher degrees of this and lower degrees of that and it changes the way that they function and the way that they present even though it's the same you know kind of spectrum of of what we call autism spectrum disorder so but for that you need to understand normal development yeah right like childhood development mm-hmm. and we don't the average person is not taking a class on child development and understanding the lifespan of what's supposed to happen zero to At three this age yeah um, what's supposed to happen five to six what's supposed to happen etc throughout your life and what what happens emotionally psychologically um intellectually what you should be able to do at right. a certain age within a certain range um and understanding learning styles and blah 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 so there's a lot to go into it but you do have to um have the ability to pay attention right and see the patterns right, right? Yep. and then be willing to seek be the help okay with it right? do, do. To, to, secondly to, to be okay be like yeah i need uh-huh. to seek the help yeah so I want to just go all the way back to where we started with really saying what, what we've been talking about is people living with active symptoms of mental health disorders. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mental health is when you are able to function well in the major areas of life. You have emotional well being, you have intellectual well being, you have social health, you have spiritual health, you have economic mm-hmm. financial health you like all of these major areas you're able to live and function in and there's a there's a decent balance between them and when stressors come you're able to meet those demands mm-hmm. both with your internal resources and with external resources we want everybody to be able to do it by themselves and that's impossible right. we're social beings right and we uh, adjust um, and try to make sense of adversity and develop unhealthy coping skills, unhealthy ways of getting through difficult situations. And when that happens over time, you develop symptoms that look like impairment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to meeting criteria for a mental health disorder. Right. A mental health disorder just means that there is impairment and functioning of major areas due to cur- current symptoms right. that you're not able to you know to do the things that we should normally do. Now there's some cultural considerations there, and that's why people want counselors that understand the cultural nuances of behavior. It doesn't 100% have to be that way, but it's more likely that things are not going to be misinterpreted.
1: Right. Culturally,
4: so, right. Culturally. culturally. Culturally, and that matters. Right. So, and it does matter
1: because when we don't yes. do what we see with child protection services, those friendly people mm-hmm. typically who don't understand our culture, they overdiagnose us and then they over punitively punish us because they don't they don't understand who we are.
4: And that's and that's it, it, Go ahead. I would just say this, that it takes people. It takes our society to believe enough in mental health care. Yes. Yeah to join the field.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah,
4: Right? And, and and so there's there's a growing trend of it, um, but if you don't believe in it, why would you go and do right. it for right. a living?
2: And that was, you know, and it was a thing about, um, uh, when y'all was talking about that part, even when I remember when my son was going through, his, before he got to his transition, <clears throat> like going to the mental health uh, places, getting them to, you know, keep them. Um, we was going to talk about ju- just a little bit, like before they get the mental health, care or the help that they need or whatever they would rather you know give them a, a, a case that's another whole uh, hour of a topic instead of like oh he, he's having a mental health breakdown and they won't help it but then they'll give him a case and there's so many statistics and people talking about that now instead of getting them help they'll put them in jail um instead of getting them to be
4: if those symptoms right. lead to to a, well, right, was, which, was, which, a crime,
3: right,
2: and yeah. that's what it's going to lead
4: to. There's a way to navigate Diagnosed. that
3: because I have taught I have taught um, clients, parents, how to navigate the system to be able to get them the help that they needed because they will roll in and arrest them for. You know, like the crimes and stuff, but they also didn't know the general public does not know how to navigate the system to advocate.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a way did, to do and
3: it. And that's the way we need to talk about yeah. it, because uh, because I want to be an
2: advocate for it, because I know like before I got to, like I said, my son is stable now. But before I got there, it was a lot of loopholes of a lot of, you know, little misdemeanor uh, crimes and all that Absolutely. stuff that they were giving me before they need help so um i wanna I wanna personally if you guys wanna go on our, our Facebook pages um the four opinions, the number four um you could actually inbox me I really if you haven't if you're struggling with even just identifying it or um wanna know about mental health or if I could share some stuff about my story you feel free to inbox me i I really wanna advocate this this year instead of waiting till the end Dr. Rashid, I am so thankful that you came to help us navigate through this. I was very passionate about this because of just the, the things that's happened over the last couple of weeks. But um, I really wanted you. I, you gave us some good information. Um I would love to have you back. I love you. <laughs> Happy but, to come back. And like I said, we won't put. I'm. i For me, the four opinions. This is something that I want to always get out there to the community. I don't want it to just go at the wayside. We talk about it when something happens, but this is something that, like Jackie said, that we need to keep talking about until somebody get it, and we and we be okay with it. Um, thank you, Walter Banks. Thomas. We appreciate you. Hey,
1: get 12 watch. This is why we are getting people access to mental health professionals through the app because we take it serious. It ain't just conversation for me. Like I said, I live with a paranoid, schizophrenic young man, and I saw what happened with the deterioration of his health as well as people ignoring the things that was being going on with him before he was diagnosed right. and then also ignoring the things that he needed to do to get his care after he was diagnosed. And did you want to say anything about it?
4: Yeah, I just want to say that we should use person-first language. People are not their disorders. So I would just encourage people to say a person that lives with the uh, the, the name of the disorder instead of or the person that has the symptoms of um, because they're people first. Right, yeah. Right. Thank you guys for tuning in with us every Saturday morning at 8 a.m.
2: Go to our website for, for number four opinions. Thank you, Q.
0: KMOJ FM and KMOJ HD1, Minneapolis, St. Paul.